Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as per usual by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. <laughs> Michael is wielding the microphone like a, a young Roger I'm, Dalton. I'm swinging, I'm swinging it around like Morrissey. <laughs> yeah. um, In my back pocket, I have I have all these just, I have like uh, begonias. So uh, Richard and Michael, they debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous aspects of many topics. And this time around, uh, it's going to be a topic that uh, Richard came up with. Richard, what is it? It is the Mount Rushmore of ripoffs. Oh, boy. What uh, what provoked this? I don't know. I must have been thinking. I'm Empty Happy I, Meal. I must no, have... to- no toy in your Happy Meal. <laughs> yeah, I must have. I must have. I, I know I was thinking about stuff that just costs way more money than it should. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, these things are ripoffs. And it just kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Now, this, now, as we were discussing this before the show, to open the kimono, the Komodo, the Komodo yes, open the Komodo. The dragon gets opened up. Ext- extinct Animals was last week's episode. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we were talking about this uh, on our uh, Facebook group before the show, and it could be. You can interpret this to be ripoffs, as in things that cost more than they should, or ripoffs of things that you that are cheap imitations of something else. Oh, okay. okay. So we decided that either one of those would work. They're both kind of related. They both leave you with the same feeling of kind of just feeling big, disgruntled and unhappy. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, before we, we usually do a halftime check-in, but I want to see, maybe we can experiment with uh, doing this a little bit earlier. You know, it's not a ripoff, the amount of money you pay for the Mount Rushmore podcast, because uh, that amount is zero. So at, what a great value. Uh, you, you give your time and we are appreciative of your time, but uh, we would enjoy it and appreciate it if you did us a favor and um, profit even more by downloading more episodes so you're getting even more for your non-dollar and go ahead and rate and review those episodes while you're at it that would be a super great thing you know what reviewing is part of this new consumer culture uh the consumer has been empowered i think even more than ever before through yelp and um such things and angie's list uh to to leave their opinion about things that are ripoffs and not do you guys do either you guys uh do yelp or do that kind of stuff? Well, no, no, I try not to. You know, my I, I work in the IT department now, and every time I like use a Microsoft product, it's constantly asking me if I'd like to recommend it to a friend. And it's like, what data are you gathering from this? I've not I've there's no not one time that I've clicked a five star or a one star. It's yeah. immediately closed. Like what who why do you want this sort of information? You could be rating episodes of the Mount Rushmore podcast, which is much, much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, you said Microsoft, but you, if I give a one star, will people stop using word or will they <laughs> probably all still use word? Uh, I mean, I but don't know. I think you know, there's an even better value of this podcast too. That's already free. Listen to it on like two times speed. You can get oh twice gosh, as yeah. much in yeah. for the same amount of time you're spending. Your investment and, of time uh, is less. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're saving you money. Yeah, or well, uh, download the episodes and don't listen to them, and then, boy, <laughs> you're saving a ton of time yeah. and a ton of money. So yes, the review is an aspect of I think this uh, culture in which you know Amazon is, is. I live and die by the reviews on those things, and I can I I look around for somebody telling me whether something's a ripoff. So Michael, what's your first ripoff? Mm. 
Okay, my first choice is movie theater um, concessions. Okay, yeah. yeah. Every aspect about getting something to eat or drink at a movie theater. Um, it's funny, as a kid, you know, maybe it's, you know, just over the years, it's just gone up in price so much that it has just become so exponentially expensive that you're just kind of dull to it now. But yeah. like, you know, as a kid, you'd go in and maybe it was, you know, $1.25 for a, a junior mints when you can get them at the store for 50 cents. And that's two and a half times as much as it normally costs, but it doesn't seem that bad. But when you ba- like when you're buying like junior mints now for $4 for a box that you know you can get for 75 cents, it feels yeah. like someone has just like ramped it up to the point that it's just not it's not fair and it's not fun to go get candy or popcorn. Popcorn costs nothing. A giant thing <laughs> of popcorn that you can buy a big Orville Redenbacher tub of popcorn costs like three ninety nine, five ninety nine. But then you're paying the same thing for, you know, uh a giant bucket that you know you know costs pennies. And I think that there is just like a disgruntled feeling that you already have going into a movie that, um, I don't know, I've been to one movie in the last two years and that was with you, Jeff, and I can't remember Mm -hmm. if I got a soda or not or a a candy or anything. But every time I go in, I feel like I need to beat the man and I need to sneak something in because it's such a giant ripoff. (laughs) But Michael, you get get free refills with a large. Well, I don't drink that much soda. Or you mean popcorn? Well, that's your... Or the popcorn. I don't, need that much. I, don't, I don't need that much of any of either of them. All I really want is like my my box of milk duds, to be honest. Yeah, but that's how they get the, that's how they get that's how they get you. <laughs> like, oh, that's how they get you. One thing that has uh aggravated that uh pain of spending seventeen dollars for a, a small <laughs> for Mike and Ike's for <laughs> candies that not even great other than the the, the Mike and the name is the fact that the line has now been at AMC divided into Stubbs members and non-Stubbs mm-hmm. members. So you get to that front of the line where you know you're about to get gouged for three times the ticket price for uh, a Coke and popcorn. And then somebody else gets to go ahead of you who hasn't been waiting as long because they're a Stubbs member because they got conned into paying 12 bucks extra for a year or something like that, mm. with that card. So uh, it pees me so much. Okay, I mean, well, if, uh, yeah, if, I would ahead. say that, I would say that if you know they try to they try to trick you, like Richard said, with like the you know unlimited popcorn, or they try to you know sell you the Doctor Strange in the Mouth of Madness or in the, in the <laughs> Multiverse of Madness, uh, you know, collectible bucket. Yeah, um, all this, but like at the end of the day, it's um, it's it's just popcorn. Yeah, it's I just, also say like, are they are they Really? Because movie tickets are still hecka expensive. So where are they really making up the money? What what are they trying to make up the money? Yeah, I don't for? know. Yeah. 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 Uh, Richard, what's your first? All right. So let's talk all things soda. I love yeah. it. And we can go two ways with soda ripoffs. One we could go is with the ripoff brand. And oh. I'm specifically thinking of any of your Dr. Pepper products. Oh, yay. Okay. Oh, so ripoff means like a, a, a false a false version. Dr. Thunder Dr. would Thunder. be the, <laughs> the Walmart version. <laughs> I believe that the uh, Ralph's Kroger version is Dr. K. Mm-hmm. They all mm-hmm. keep this, and they're all keeping the doctor 
something name. Yeah. Even if Mr. except Mr. Pibb, who Mr. Pibb. is still trying to get his degree. <laughs> Mr. Pibb has been disbarred from from most uh, states from practicing medicine. Um, so, so there's that. But I guess the bigger ripoff is like is much along the same lines of what Michael said. When you go to McDonald's, and McDonald's made a big deal a few about a few years ago about you can get any size soda for a dollar. Like this was, you know, this was like a big deal. You could even get the jumbo large sized one for a dollar. So you pay a dollar for it. Do you know how much that actually costs McDonald's? If you take into effect everything, the soda, the carbonation, the syrup, the cups, the straws, the amortizing, the repair cost of the soda machines, buying the soda machine, it costs them 10 cents per soda. They're making 90 cents profit on every soda that they sell. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's and that's how they make their money. It's like McDonald's. They're they're two things they make money off of are French fries and giant sodas. Mm-hmm. Everything else is kind of a what do we do? Everything else is just sort of stuck there. Why don't, why don't we why don't we start the Mount Rushmore uh, franchise uh soda machine fast food fast food chain? Well that's what we've been yeah, working towards. I I know I know that's another thing we've been talking about in the uh in the ad in our little Facebook group, is I, how do we start our fast, how do we how do we start our own fast food business with our three mugs, kind of the Manny Moe and Jack of uh, <laughs> of greasy hamburgers, kind of the crusty burger of uh, uh-huh. the podcast world. But no, it's whether you're and and I drink soda and I I bought a soda stream with the yeah. idea being you buy it, you spend a hundred couple of hundred fifty bucks. And then you get all you need to do is get your canister refilled every couple of weeks, and boy, you'll have, and you buy some syrups, and boy, for just pennies, you'll be making your own delicious soda. And the I, <laughs> the soda stream could be a rip. The soda stream could be a ripoff in and of itself. Now, is this a threefer? You got you got three here. You got the the phony Dr. Peppers. <laughs> I'm trying to sneak as many of these in as I can. I'm trying to get yeah, this know, in when under I was, your when nose. I was just writing down notes. I wrote down um, uh, fast food soda, and I was like, now I don't know what Pro- what you're angry yeah. about. Fast food profit. Let's stick. Let's let's let the, the Dr. Thunder was a mild was a mere transgression. Okay, little, okay. The little okay. little detour on, on what about on the soda stream? Well, I'm trying to. What I'm trying <laughs> to explain. a one man show. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm like a. I'm like a Eric Bogosian over here. I got the mood lighting. I'm smoking, looking a cigarette. Your no, honor. I didn't. Your, uh, judge, I judge just your honor. I object to this line of reasoning because I don't know. All right, what, approach I the bench. I feel. I feel badgered. I'm not even the witness, and I feel badgered on this yeah. on this topic right now. I'm just I just bring up the soda stream because I'm pointing out what a sucker I am. Okay, because I know that the, I, I I should be using the soda stream because it would be cheaper. The problem is it's an immense pain in the ass. You got to keep buying all your syrups. You got to go into your Bed Bath and Beyond to exchange your your canister of CO two, <laughs> and it's just it never works. So just. Guys, don't drink soda. How about don't drink soda? That would be the best. But I can't do that. But I can't do that because I'm addicted to soda. So we're stuck. What I I like about this scenario that you've created is you have just um, envisioned this huge ripoff um, ecosystem where um, you're you're going to get a soda 
but you end up getting the knockoff ripoff soda. And so you're kind of mad at that. And so you end up going to the fast food joint to get your Coke. Yeah. And then you go there and then you start thinking about the cost of it. Then you end up going to buy and make your own soda because you're so angry <laughs> about being rip, ripped off a second time in a row. And then at the end of the day, uh, you can't make your own soda because you're out of CO2 cartridges and the syrups uh, <laughs> passes expiration date. And so you're back at the 7-Eleven trying to find like a, a, a Dr. Pepper, but then all they have is, you know, a Dr. K or whatever. And you're just like, you're just... <laughs> What a horrible cycle of hell that you live in with these the soda purchases. I'm telling you I, now. Am I suggesting that Big Soda is the are the biggest ripoff artists in all all corporate America? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> There's a fun um, uh, site, I guess, a page devoted to knockoff Dr Pepper brands that are a lot of fun. Uh, Big K, Dr K, the Kroger. That's the Kroger brand. Yes. So, yeah. Um. Food for Less, um, Smith's, Dylan's. I see a Dr. Bob here. Dr. Bob? Wow. Yeah. Country doctor? Oh, dear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doc Holiday, Dr. B. Uh, there was, a, I'm looking for Dr. Schnee. I don't know where that was that I saw that, but uh, there was something at Dr. Schnee, which is like, that's, oh, yeah. It was a product of Vess that predated Dr. Vess. I don't know where. I see one here that's Dr. A+. Plus. Well, that's the doctor you want. You know, he did yeah. well on his boards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Ed Wood one is Dr. Dracula. Dr. Uh, okay. Now I envision a merging of these two, your first two choices where you go see um, to the concession stand and you get a knockoff soda from the concession stand and you're like finally satisfied with the price because it's affordable. Then you go see the Transformers. Yes. Or <laughs> store wars. Oh. Well, the movies Jeff. are knockoffs too. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you've you've perfectly segued into my next choice, which right, is transmorph- transmorphers. Oh, the transmorphers. Oh, nice. uh, Michael, go for it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, <laughs> it's the the 2007 uh, the Asylum production Transmorphers, oh. Oh, which is one of those like uh, direct to DVD <laughs> or uh, on like the Sci Fi Network. Um, oh, wow. Kind of not quite a parody, kind of not quite it, a knockoff in that kind of realm. Based? Is it? It's not is, faith based. They're the okay. same company that made Sharknado. So I don't, oh, I think the okay. only faith that they have in is that you're going <laughs> to spend 92, 92 minutes watching uh, <laughs> terrible CGI and uh, bad acting. And like, oh, you know, wow. it looks like it was, you know, filmed, um, you know, not even on a green screen, like just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even afford the green screen. But, you know, uh, Transmorphers was a movie about um, these alien robots that come down to Earth to try to take over the Earth some 300 years in the future where mm. um, the human race has basically killed the environment. And now they're, it, it doesn't matter. You know, the plot of the movie doesn't matter. The characters mm-hmm. don't matter. What matters is that the movie poster, um, it's called Transmorphers, and you know it's supposed to be Transformers. You know they're yeah. hoping someone accidentally yeah. watches it. Yeah, They yeah. see the movie poster, which is in the same sort of blue and red and yellow that looks exactly like the Transformers yeah. movie poster, which is blue and uh, orange and yellow. And um, it's, you know, there there's a, a moment where you're like, they're not even trying to hide it. I think that there are some ripoffs that are just like, hey, 
It's not Transformers. Uh, this is clearly Transmorphers. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, the, but, but I mean, we're really just splitting hairs on like, <laughs> on, on like spelling. It's, it's like you've used, um, it's used like the dictionary or um, no, the thesaurus to basically be like, okay, what's a different, what's a different word for transform? And it's like, yeah. okay, transmorph. Ah, yeah. got it. Look at yeah. stars, Mark Whirlberg. W- w- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Shira yeah. Labarf. Come on. <laughs> um, I've never seen this film. I, I've barely seen one of the original Transformers. There's nothing that is going to get me to mm. watch this film or its sequel, um, Transformers Fall of Man, which um, the, I think the thing too is that it came out like in the same year as Transformers. It's just basically piggybacking on a fame. And I think it's really hoping that someone doesn't, like someone, some stone person doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. And they just happen across it and they're like, wait, what? 17 minutes in where where's the where's where's the where's bumblebee <laughs> before uh, you know they finally give up on it could there be any chance that a screenwriter was just mm. somehow clueless to this whole <laughs> no no because you mentioned this was asylum and asylum is notorious for doing this beyond doing they do all the sharknado movies i think and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but do you guys remember the mo- there's a movie called Battle Los Angeles? Oh yeah. Came- yeah okay. Battlefield so, and then Los Angeles, right? It was just was Battle it? colon Los yeah. Angeles. Okay. And it came out in 2011. Also coming out in 2011, brought to you by Asylum, was Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, let's see. Which was it's a, fi- it's a fine line between clever and copycat. <laughs> it is. They call them mockbusters. And they are basically very similar ripoffs to existing movies that are going to be coming out at or around the same time. Mm-hmm. And Asylum is particularly good at this. A friend of mine from college actually had a, a small part in Battle of Los Angeles. Mm. So that was fun to watch. But uh, Yeah, it's two very dear friends of mine that write scripts for Asylum. And um, they, they, yeah, it's there's very... Genre, you know, genre. There's an there's an outline. There's all the stuff that they, and they they know that they have to write a very affordable. They have to write it based on trend Cheap. and, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I would imagine. Yeah, they take it very seriously though. They 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 know what the product is, but they are very invested. In sure. Their, in their work, only to have Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> in, improvise the dialogue on the day day of. You know. Hey, Antonio Sabato Jr. is a groundling. So. <laughs> okay. All right. No, he's not. He's not, Jeff. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, okay, um, so Richard, what is your second choice? My second choice, and I, this one actually came to me while we were talking um, during the show, so this is kind of an audible here, so, but miniature golf courses. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a golf, there's a place golf, golf and, and stuff. <laughs> not and stuff it's golf and stuff okay. down sort of somewhat near me in norwalk and they have you know one of the it's your typical they have three different courses on one property whatever mm-hmm. you however you want to call that you know you want to take a, a a stab at how much a round is to play there five dollars oh uh, higher you're not even in the ballpark jeff Michael, you gonna take a step? <laughs> well, 
I don't know if we're going to go prices right style. Yeah. If I'm going to say oh, like six dollars <laughs> and just get slightly closer before I fall. Twenty bucks. Not okay. Not that much. Fourteen dollars. Okay. Okay. It's fourteen dollars for you, and there is no mm. discount for being in a kid. Oh. Oh. So it is fourteen dollars per person to go play sixty minutes of miniature golf. And I I found this is fairly typical for most of your miniature golf courses. The prices are just getting higher and higher. And it's not like the courses are these. We're not talking Augusta National here. <laughs> these courses are not being well maintained. I mean, they all have like the carpet starting to yeah. rip up and one of the holes I mean, is yeah, some of them have like a hole and... in the top, and it goes down to another course on the bottom, and you don't even know where your ball went. <laughs> and sometimes you put it in the side hole, and it goes in one place, and you put it in the middle hole, it comes out another place. Where's the has fairness supply, in that? Has supply chain interrupted the orange rubber uh, putter supp- uh, supply? Do you think? I don't know if it's long? that or the or or if the cost of stealing a bunch of range balls and coloring <laughs> coloring them in blue, pink, and orange uh-huh. yeah. has gone up. I don't know what it is. But yeah, if I wanted to take me and the two kids to go play around a miniature golf, doing a little back of the napkin math, that's $42. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, you could see a Dodgers game for that, or you could you could do something. Yeah, I could. If, if it was like an, an afternoon game, especially in the summer when it's hot, I could absolutely go to a Dodgers game for that much. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's just yeah. stupid. Okay. I'm and it's over. A ri- it's a ripoff financially, but is it also a ripoff from an experience standpoint? Is it, is it a substandard course? Is it kind of, you, you say it's kind of worse for the wear. I think all, I've, I've yet to go to a miniature golf course that's not worse for the wear. Yeah. I would, I would just say that that's a general rule that all miniature golf courses have at least one hole that's broken. Mm-hmm. Where like it's supposed to be like some sort of windmill and the windmill doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Or one of those like trap doors that kind of goes open and closed, but now it's just stuck open. Yeah. Dead possum in the the water feature. Yeah. yeah. Well that's that that that's that's actually the old dead possum course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so that's actually a, a, a planned feature. Yeah. But no. I it just mm, fourteen bucks a hole around. That's I can go to my local par par three and play yeah. a round of actual real golf. For okay. less than fourteen dollars, okay. Something was broken in the in in the system here. Okay, well, uh, we're going to go to our commercial break, <laughs> and the commercial is a commercial for this podcast. Uh, listen to the Mount Rushmore podcast; it's not a ripoff. And after, so we don't sound like a couple whiny uh, privileged white males, or you know, to take a break from that. We always will sound like that. I'm going to challenge these guys. To a quick fifth round, and that is going to be something that is an incredible value for for what you pay for, and it can't be sentimental. Like I don't know, you know, the love of my child, you know, or something like that. It can't be like that. something you pay for, but but it's like money well spent. Um, but so while these guys are thinking about that, I'm going to uh, implore you, our uh, listening audience, to go to mountrushmorepodcast.com. That is the best place for you to bathe in the genius of Richard and Michael. Uh, these guys for six years have been coming up with fun ideas and opinions, and they've been joined by stellar guests 
who have graced us with their uh, brain thoughts and comedy ideas for the last six years. So go to mountrushmorepodcast.com and then may, hey, maybe even share that out there on the socials with your your loved ones. I can it go is, whenever, whenever you, do you want me to do this incredible value thing or are we doing it at the end? We can do it at the end. You can do it whenever. Or first kind of come. I'm going to throw out here right now. I'm going to throw it right Boom. now. Boom. Winfield. Because I don't, I don't want Richard to come in over the top. And, Sweet. Okay. You know? Sure. Uh, a postage stamp. Postage stamps. Postage stamps. Postage stamps. God. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Richard says three times, which means the postage stamp uh, monster is going to come out of the mirror now. Kill us. Postage stamp. Now, how much has that increased during your lifetime, Michael? What was it when you were? Well, I, it's currently 50 cents, which still is not that much. I, you know, as a kid, I remember it being maybe a quarter, maybe 20 cents or something like that. Nothing. Uh too crazy i mean 25 cents and 50 cents is feels pretty much like the same thing these days i mean if it ever gets to a dollar i guess but that feels like it's still you know whenever the uh usps does increase prices like goes up by like a nickel and that will be in like two years so it'll be 55 cents it'll be like "Eh, okay what who cares but um i don't know you know a quarter or 50 you know 50 cents to mail a letter that somehow gets across the country in two to three days and it doesn't, you know, for the amount of mail that they do send, uh, what 95% of it gets through. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. I mean, for <laughs> putting down two bits. Yeah. And four con- bits. considering the rate of, um, the, uh, express shippers and things like yeah. that, that's pretty great. Yeah. And, Right. That is, we would would consider that a uh, subsidized thing, right? I mean, it's not like uh, it's still how much you pay for it directly. Exactly. But, I mean, the government, you know, spends you know billions of dollars to subsidize it, but who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, uh, Manfredi, you can choose whatever you want. Sure. My choice is the Kroger slash Ralph's brand <laughs> macro- boxed macaroni and cheese. Oh, cool. Okay. If you go and you buy the craft macaroni, if you buy the craft macaroni and cheese, you're spending buck seventy nine, two bucks a box. Okay. The the craft the 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 Ralph's brand is like fifty nine cents a box. Yeah. And I would argue it's actually better because the cheese is more chemically. Okay. Because when you (laughs) if you're getting box macaroni and cheese, you want like the chemicals. Well, that's what you kind of want boxed mac and cheese to taste like. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want the you fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fake. It's the orange is oranger. I don't know. It just, I think it's a superior box mac and cheese to craft mac and cheese. And okay. it's like, a, and it's like a quarter of the price. Oh, my God. I just would just love if somewhere the food scientists who came up with the emulsifiers and the, like the, you know, whatever they call orange 72 uh, coloring is hearing this and just like finally getting his due or her is standing up in their, their hovel under a bare light bulb. Absolute to the food scientists of the world. Um, It feels like that's turning into like a fifties short before a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Food scientists of the world. (laughs) While the nation sleeps. So you did a pretty quick turn on store brands there. With I did. Not all store brands are bad. 
Because I don't think that, because they're not saying it's, it's not like it's carved macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Or it's not like it's even, you know, the same blue box or anything like that. It, yeah. It's clearly a different brand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So cool. So Kroger slash Ralph's mac and cheese is is the, the good for its value. Okay. Uh, Michael, what's your fourth, sorry, your third ripoff? Uh, my third ripoff is the moment in uh, the movie A Christmas Story where um, – the main character um, gets his little orphan Annie secret decoder ring <laughs> and starts setting the setting the dial on it, and it turns out to be a, a commercial. He decodes the secret message, and it's a yeah. "Be sure to drink your Ovaltine." And um, <laughs> at when he has just this sudden realization that he has spent all this time drinking Ovaltine and saving and you know hoping and sending away in the mail to get this thing that comes in the mail and wanting to be part of this um this grander secret this and decode the secret message and it all ends up being as a <laughs> quote a crummy commercial and just what a tremendous ripoff that this kid has felt at the age of like 10 years old that he has spent all this time thinking that he was going to get something bigger only to be just like uh, they're just selling me the same stuff that I'm already drinking. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a great, it's such a great realization of like just how life is and mm -hmm. how, how corporations are. And ultimately you're uh, being controlled and under their thumb and all this stuff. But well, that's uh, in, what a great, in, what a great I moment. I find that interesting because I think it's, uh, it, it reveals the investments and how much you are losing when you're becoming ripped off. So if you're in a movie theater you might be just losing financially a little bit of your uh, wages, but Ralphie has had weeks and weeks and weeks of, of, of energy and thought and, and time put into this thing. And, and imagination. He, and, yeah. Yeah. He, he just lost his career as a super spy, you know, cause he realized this thing's all fraudulent. And, and so you know, when cool. I was a kid, I remember, um, you know, you used to be able to save up like the UPC codes from the back of like GI Joe action yeah. figures and you can cut them out. And if you had like five of them or 10 of them, you could send those five off or however many it was plus $2 and 50 cents. And you could get like the secret character, but they showed you the secret character that you were going to get. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember the name of them, but they showed you the one that you would get. This is, this is the opposite of this You're It, it had like this, even though he knew he was getting a secret decoder ring, he thought that there was this additional promise, this additional special thing that was being unlocked. And it just, not so much, kiddo. <laughs> I went in the height, kind of height of my drinking days. I went to Mission Tiki Drive-In uh, to see some movie there and paid extra for like the unlimited margarita. <laughs> um, the margaritas were very limited by the speed in which the long ass lines <laughs> for everybody who paid for the unlimited margarita. Oh my God. And the slow pace uh, for which they were being served and the app and the fact that most of the machines broke instantly. Um, and I just remember thinking there's sometimes there's ripoffs that you feel like kind of a dumbass for getting, you really have nobody to complain. <laughs> right. You're the, you should have known better. Yeah, you should have known should better. Have known you, better. You just look like a drunk asshole if you're complaining about it. Michael, this reminds me of the Founders Cup, Wakapalooza, 
that we went to is with Disarmageddon when they have okay. the all you could drink wristband oh. at the bar at the uh, Flamingo. And we got it. And everyone else like used it like the night before to get shit faced. And we decided to use it after the tournament. And we went in and there were like four people and the free margaritas were like in these little six ounce cups. So you'd have to keep going back up and get a different one. And they all sucked and we were exhausted. And I think we left after two drinks. So I think I probably got about 12 ounces of margarita for my 30 bucks I paid. Oh, geez. Yeah, that feels about right. I I seem to recall having the exact, I mean, you know, obviously we're there and I remember it exactly the same way. It was very disappointing. It was very much, um, you know, there were like these barely alcoholic slushies that uh, tasted awful. And it, it was mostly like sweet and sour mix. And you're just like, mm. And I remember feeling like I have to power through this because I paid for it. And then yeah, we had a yeah. couple and I was just like, I'm kind of ready to go to bed now. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm going to, there, there's a, a sunk cost fallacy that's happening here. And that sunk cost was my margarita. All right, Richard, what's your third? All right. My rip-off. third choice are my rip off. My third choice for rip offs are, uh, oldies bands with no original members. <laughs> <laughs> now there's two different varieties of these. Oh, this is so funny. Uh, one of them is the oldies band where you started off with a, as a four piece and then a couple of years in the drummer left, you replaced the drummer, made a couple of albums. Then the bass player left and you made a couple of albums. Then the singer left and then you replaced him. And then eventually you just get to the point where everyone has played on an album or has been involved with the band for a while, but nobody is like part of the original core lineup. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Is this like the vision, like ship of Theseus thing? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Once once you start uh, yeah. Frankensteining a band together, at some point, if there's no original parts left, is this actually a band, the same band? Yeah. So there's that, and I think that's at least that happens organically. There's the other one where an unscrupulous promoter decides, I have the rights to use the trade i have the trademark to use the name of this band or this mm-hmm. singing group and often it's like oldies 50s 60s yeah kind of motown bands or that kind of generation and so i'm just going to hire four guys to come in and be the drifters mm-hmm. and we're going to promote them as the drifters because i have the rights to the name to it and people are going to come and they're going to have a good time and yeah who really cares yeah there's a guy named larry marshak and he is notorious for this. He had the he's he had managed to to claim the trademarks of the platters, the coasters, and the drifters. And he would send these groups around the country as billing them as the coasters or the platters, or whoever it happens to be, the drifters. And you would go see them. And if you were paying attention, you were close enough, you'd go, wait a second, this band is from the 60s. It's 2022. <laughs> they're in their 40s yeah something is going wrong here and he actually um got involved in multiple legal battles about this actually wound up uh making its way to the third circuit court where they determined that he actually had to stop using the drifter's name in business because 
the widow of the manager and founder of the Drifters was more entitled to own the trademark. And he would, what he was doing was basically a bait and switch. Mm. Now I'm always kind of, cu- I'm kind of curious about this because, you know, like I saw earth when, or not earth Wind fire. I saw cool in the gang over 4th of July at the Hollywood bowl this year. And I appreciated that. The, and they're a big group. They have like a whole horn section and the whole nine yards. When they introduced everybody in the band, they made sure to point out who was still like an original member, and there were like three or four of them in the band, including Cool is still in the in the in the band. So I appreciated the transparency, but I thought to myself, if none of them had turned out to be original members of the band, but had put on the exact same show, would I have felt ripped off after the fact if I found that out? Hmm. I don't yeah, know for sure. I probably I would. It's, it's like um. It's like if you went to go see the Beach Boys, but the only one was like the racist Trump supporter one. Like, <laughs> at some Mike point, like, you know, the, the research is like on you to like to know who you're who you're actually seeing. But I don't know. I think there's a difference between it being like, I think they just kind of start turning into a cover band, and at that point, you have to you have to change your name from like to like Cool or the Gang or like, <laughs> um, uh, you know, or it's, it, you know, yeah. I if it doesn't have an original member, then yeah, I, I don't think it. I think you're right. I think it, it it does feel like a big ripoff. I think it does feel like, um, it's not something that you're actually you're not paying money to see the coasters. You're seeing paying money to see like the coasters. And uh, it affects it affects yeah. it affects when there's actual living members of the band who would like to be performing as the as the coasters. Hmm. Hmm. And aren't able to do so because they don't have the right, mm-hmm. the trademark to the name. Yeah. So or like of, as, it, as you said, the, uh, um, the family of persons who should be making some kind of royalty off. Uh, yeah. And most of the, and look, most of these guys from the fifties and sixties got ripped off so yeah. badly anyway, that just to see them continue to get ripped off. It's bad. I will. I want to quickly tell my, my favorite ripoff band story real quick. Uh, the band, the zombies. You know, time yeah. of the season, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, actually, when Time of the Season came out in '69, they had actually been broken up for a couple of years, and the label they had this like half finished album, and they put out put it out as a single, and it became this surprise huge hit in the United States. So, some promoter got the idea that since the Zombies weren't going to be touring anymore because they were broken up, I'll just put together my own version of the Zombies. And it was this band that was based, they were all based out of Texas. And two of the four quote-unquote zombies were Dusty Hill and Frank Beard, who later went on to become oh. the uh, the rhythm <laughs> section of ZZ Top. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Which, if you could think of a less of a band that sounds less like the zombies and yeah. probably who have accents less like the British, very British zombies mm-hmm. than ZZ Top. I would be hard pressed to find it. Maybe that's what the Z's came from in the thing. I don't know. Zombie, 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 zombie. Top. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's that interesting thing to to bring up. Uh, you know, the ripping off uh, um, part of the music industry usually is done in the direction of the persons creating the music, but now the the audience is the one who's uh, 
were they to desire the veracity that you you do, Richard, when you want to see a group? I think for some people, they who go to those um, summer outdoor amphitheater shows, they don't even know. They just have season tickets. They don't even know who's playing. They just know that they have a box of wine and they're going to yeah. drink it outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you, you as former MC of the Starlight Bowl, have presided over perhaps. Perhaps you've been party to a couple of these ripoffs, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I you suggest. Know, they were always uh, had a different name, but let me just say, like, I saw the same guitarist every week throughout the summer. <laughs> he was the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> he was Banatar the next week. I think he was a Thompson twin uh, at one point. So, well, yeah, maybe, so maybe he was part. Maybe he was part of uh, Richard. We are both in line with like one of our late picks because uh, my fourth pick was uh, the band The Muppets. Oh, fun! From, oh, nice. Yeah, from the movie. Um, what was it? Muppets Most Muppet. Wanted? No. Yeah, no, the, just, just the Muppets, uh, featuring Miss Poogie and um, Kermoot and Janus and Ruth, <laughs> and of course Dave Kroll as Anna Mool, and um, the original member of the Muppet, Fozzie Bear. And I just thought it was, um, uh, I I like these moments, Richard, when we're kind of we've had these simpatico feelings on like what a ripoff is, whether it was like uh, fast food, you know, like soda and consumables, or whether it's like music. And just the feeling of like, uh, you know, this this fake kind of, you know, if you look at it the wrong way, you might think you're seeing the Muppets, but then um, you're you're at this crappy casino, and it's actually just these grungy, kind of scumbag versions of them, which I just thought was great. But um, uh, until of course Fozzie ends up uh, getting kicked out, and uh, he's replaced by just another scumbag version of right. himself. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I feel like I could just echo everything that you just said or that we'd both been saying about just like when a band isn't quite what you think that you're going into seeing and it's, you know, kind of a, meh, a, a dingy version of it, eh, you're just disappointed. I've also experienced that thing where the original guitarist isn't there or somebody's playing a sh- uh, kind of a a somebody's falling short in the music department. And you realize, oh no, that's not that's not Robert Quine on the guitar. <laughs> you know, that's that's right. That's their touring guitar. So that's the guy who that's the poor guy who just wants to make a buck, but he's not. He's the person on stage. I know uh, you, you look around. And you you probably everybody in the room, including the guy who's playing the guitar, wishes that um, it was the real guy. <laughs> and, and, right. Yeah. But that that is an interesting thing. I've in a couple instances, I don't know if anything in particular here we've talked about is a, a gift because I remember as a I imagine there were many kids. I remember seeing in a in like a National Enquirer or something an ad for karate turtles. They weren't Ninja Turtles; they were karate <laughs> turtles, and they were wearing gi. They would they were not very similar to Ninja Turtles, but it was exactly the thing that a grandmother would mistakenly give their kid for mm. Christmas or birthday and the kid would be horribly disappointed. Um, and I realize you could, you could still be disappointed as an adult, but in some cases, these things, uh, you ask yourself, does it really matter? Well, it's a little kid who wanted a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, okay. Richard, what's your last choice? 
My last choice is not the lovely cal- uh, buffalo cauliflower bites that I just was delivered by my, <laughs> my oldest kid. You got um, them kids trained pretty darn good. Bring in the, I know. They, 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 bring they in know the Lord what, of the Manor. His they food. know what's up. Uh-huh. Um, my, my last choice, Jeff. Sir. Michael. Uh-oh. We've been doing this for six years, right? Oh, we've been ripped off. How many times have we been ripped off by another Rushmore podcast? Every year, it seems, or six months. Here, let me, uh, let me, I just opened up my uh, pocket cast yeah. player. So there's us. If you type Rushmore in, we're the first choice. Yay us. Finally. <laughs> Number one. Um, you've got the, you've got Rushmore podcast, Rushmore wrestling, Rushmore four. Rushmore Sports Betting post- Podcast. Hmm. What's your Rushmore? Movie Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore Podcast. The Mount Rushmore Podcast. Johnny Hartwell's Mount Rushmore. Pro-Wrestling Mushmore. The Mount Rushmore of everything. Do I need to go on? And I can I, I know this for a fact, because when we started this podcast, we looked to see if there are any other Rushmore podcasts. There were not. So either of these people are creating a podcast and not checking to see if there's anything else that's basically the same topic with the same title that's already like going for a while, or they just don't care and they're trying to muscle into our space. Yeah. I've had enough of it. I, for I, one. I like your anger. And yeah. as a white male, you are... I'm full of it. I'm full, full of, of it. Full of it. Uh, I would say you also indicated... Uh, did they look around? I, I, the technology and the ease of getting a podcast on is so, it's it's so easy, right? That I could I could bet that you didn't even have to look around. <laughs> they just thought it and did it. In some cases, thought it and did it. Or maybe they think it has become a commodity now. It's like almost like like Letterman started with the top ten list, and then they 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 would do it on a khaki a commercial for gap khakis or something like that it just became like a thing uh, yeah it became a, a trope yeah which is which is the other part of my equation is of, of course michael and i kind of ripped this off of bill simmons oh okay oh, sure right. of course yeah so so as angry as i can get about it <laughs> i can't get that angry about it yeah yeah, that's interesting. I almost feel like sometimes the it, is it the imitation being the highest form of flattery, or do we think it's you know what it's not though? It's never um, intellectual artists who are ripping us off. It usually seems like a bunch of boneheads. Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of guys wearing trucker hats, yeah. and all of their all of their episode art is the same thing. It's the Mount Rushmore, uh, the actual Mount Rushmore, just with their faces badly uh-huh. superimposed in front of Jefferson, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. It's always the same, the exact same thing. I don't know if it's, maybe it's just hive mind, but yeah. I was really happy when we came up with our art that we did something else. I agree. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, I would we also wouldn't want to ask how many episodes do they last before they go, eh, we're not, we're not rich and famous yet. And then they leave. Yeah. Most of these have about 10 episodes. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Too dumb to quit. Yep. <laughs> So I want to thank you guys for responding to my request to, uh, you know, put out a positive one out there. And I would say life is probably just as full of those things that seem like a um, good, uh, good value as much as the ripoffs. Um, and boy, considering the state of uh, the world between Ukraine and Shanghai, 
<laughs> we're all doing pretty good over here, uh, whether we're paying a lot for uh, um, a jujubes or not. But uh, let's. Uh, last week was a pretty heavy Michael score, and this week um, I think it's going to lean into Richard. But uh, I do f- think it's funny that we kind of flip flopped on Michael was kind of in the world of entertainment uh, for a lot of his stuff. It really only the postage stamp. Um, being the positive one was kind of outside of the world of entertainment, um, hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, um, Richard was kind of all over the place, uh, and even even using the shotgun method, where each <laughs> each each uh, each time he came out, he had about four different things. So um, I had a lot. I had a, I had a lot of opinions on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. I I, I want to I like that you went there uh, with giving some recognizing that uh, uh, authenticity matters. So number four, your four was uh, sorry, your yeah, your four was rip off bands and without the OG members. So uh, let's put that up there because uh, folks, be wary. Read the fine print before you go off to the summer jam. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's P- Peter Paul and Larry on stage, um, and. Let's go with uh, Richard's uh, food, doc, Dr. Pepper knockoffs, because I yeah. think it's a lot of fun. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, I really liked, Michael, you bringing up a kind of our First Amendment rights. And you know what? Kevin Costner should make a movie about this. So even though it's not on in the category, I'm going to go with postage stamp because uh, that was a that was a really nice, squeaky clean, positive uh, statement in there. So. Maybe that's unorthodox because it's a choice that's not on the original uh, list. But um, and but I'm also going to go with Richard's fourth, which is rip off Rushmore's because fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> screw, screw them. Uh, but yeah, I wanted you to know that I'm not the original Jeff. Uh, the original Jeff uh, left well, the yeah. podcast in yeah in t- 2017. Um, uh, but it's been such a, a pleasure. What's that? Hasn't missed a beat. Yeah, hasn't missed a beat. Uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore of Ripoffs. Uh, I'm Jorf. I'm Rihard. I'm Mike. Ah. <laughs> he, always, he always takes us. He's such a tease. Uh, I think he's going to play our 